Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the channel. It is currently 5.55 a.m. East Coast time, and we have today a 11-game massive, like we usually do on Wednesdays, a huge NBA slate. Not much time because there's, as you can see over my shoulder, the most injury news, if you're watching on the YouTube version, that we've had all season long. So I'm just going to go down through the injury news. I'm going to go down through my early interest. A little bit of an abbreviated one today. I'll be on Awesomeo's YouTube channel talking about this slate at 9.30 a.m. East Coast time. And when I do that, I usually release game-by-game notes. If you want my game-by-game notes today, totally free. Hit the link down below in the description. And I, uh, you click that link, you sign up, and I will send you an automated email with the game-by-game notes. It's about a six-page document or so. I did them this morning and last night. So if you're interested in my game-by-game notes for today, every single team, every single game, and the players that I want to write up or at least think were interesting, that is linked uh, down below. There will be a an email opt-in for that. You can check that out linked up down below. Also, comment down below who do you think is the best 6K play of the day. You have to be a subscriber. And if you are a subscriber and you do comment that, leave your Twitter handle or PayPal or some way for me to contact you. Friday's NFL Final Thoughts video, I will announce a winner from all of these comments throughout the week of a $25 giveaway. So you must be a subscriber, step one. Um, like the video if you want. I don't care if you don't, but if you do, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, it helps me out. But And then the big thing is just comment who do you think is the best 6K play of the day again massive 16 or 11 game slate uh, we have a lot of options to choose from hit the subscribe button regardless even if you don't want to partake in the contest but you should partake hit the subscribe button there and on the audio version please do hit that download it helps out a ton if you hit the subscribe on the audio version and if you leave a review just five star rates takes five seconds so i do appreciate that all the work that i put in if you get any value from listening to this that is the best way to pay it forward just by five star rating reviewing on the audio version whether you're a youtube listener or you're an audio version listener i really appreciate that and hitting the subscribe button so let's get into the injury news team by team and i'll go player by player uh, my early interest. So uh, team by team for Brooklyn, Amon Shumpert is doubtful. Kyrie is going to be out once again. Shumpert news and it is somewhat impactful. He's been playing about 18 to 20 minutes a game for the Nets as of late. So that'll uh, shift around their secondary unit. The big news that Kyrie is out, Spencer Dimity and his 33% um, usage rate, his 35% assist percentage, his 1.3 fantasy points per minute without Levert or Irving is going to continue to be uh, pretty much in play at 8,100. For Boston, Marcus Smart's questionable with his eye injury. Robert Williams is going to be out with a hip. For Charlotte, Nicholas Batum left last night front end of the back-to-back with a hand injury. He had a finger or a thumb injury, which kept him out for almost a month to start the season. Not sure if this is the same exact injury, but he's questionable. I mean, probably leans more towards doubtful. Questionable is just the way that I'm designating him. I did not see an official report yet, uh, but he did leave and not return in the first uh, in the front half of the back-to-back last night. For Chicago, Kobe White is questionable with a hamstring. That is actually big news. If he is out, you get bigger bumps for Thomas Sadoransky and really big bumps for Chris Dunn, who's already in the starting rotation for 30 or so minutes. Last game out, Chris Dunn played 15 minutes due to foul, or, or less than 20 minutes due to foul trouble. Sadoransky's been playing big minutes at a stable pace. So the 20 to 24 minutes that Kobe White would play today against Atlanta in a good spot. If he's out, yes, those guards see a huge bump. Chandler Hutchinson also is going to continue to be out with a shoulder injury for Chicago. Going over to Golden State, Draymond Green has played 30 minutes and 33 in the last two, even though they said he would be on a 27-minute limit. So that's a little bit risky with the price point coming up. And you saw D'Angelo Russell play the most minutes he's played since returning from injury the last time out, 34 minutes. Previous high was 29, so maybe his minutes seems to be completely gone, his limit. But the only actual news outside of those status changes in the minutes for Golden State is Eric Pascal. He's going to be questionable versus the Knicks today at $5,600 on DraftKings with a hip injury. For Houston, Austin Rivers and Tyson Chandler have been ruled out. 
Yellowstone Rivers news is is not too important. Gives you more run um, for some of those secondary unit guys, mainly guards that don't see too much run. You probably just see 40 plus minutes for a Harden, and you probably see close to that for Westbrook, and not much matters behind that. But Tyson Chandler being out will help once again. Who had a nice game the last time out? PJ Tucker will see around half of his minutes, maybe uh, 12, 15, the backup minutes for Clint Capella of center in this one, which will help him because he'll also be just not on the court with Clint Capella at the same time as much, which leads to just more rebounding opportunities, easier putback shots, blocks, double-double upside, all of that. For the Clippers today, no Jermichael Green, no Rodney Magruder, and no Landry Shamit, just all their secondary guys. It's going to help some of the guys on the bench, namely Mo Harkless in this spot, but nothing too extreme since you're going to have Kawhi re-entering the lineup today. He is not on the injury report for this one after missing the previous game on the second night of the back-to-back. For the Lakers, Avery Bradley is going to be probable, but on a 20-minute limit, so that just messes up everything behind um, really LeBron and AD if you were trying to get value from guys like Danny Green or, or KCP. The 20-minute limit for Avery Bradley just ruins all of that. Rajon Rondo is questionable with a hamstring. If he was to play today, I do think Avery Bradley maybe cuts into him a little bit, and maybe there's some sort of a limit with the hamstring injury. Rondo's been fantastic. He does have tournament upside, as you've seen, over the last two weeks, dropping a thirty-point couple 30-point games, a 48-point game two games ago at 5,100 if he plays today. I have some interest for GPPs. Uh, For Memphis, lots of guys coming back here. Brandon Clark and Kyle Anderson finally going to be back in the rotation. It's going to help or hurt the Solomon Hills. It'll hurt some of those guys in the secondary unit uh, behind there. Caboclo probably just leaves the rotation. Grayson Allen is going to be out today. No major impact there with John Morant back. For Minnesota, Jeff Teague's been playing off the bench, questionable with an ankle injury. And Jake Lehman is going to be questionable with a toe injury. He's missed the past couple of games. Would mess up just some of the secondary um, unit's rotation. Maybe cut into Robert Covington's stability in minutes a little bit if Lehman was, uh, Lehman was to return. Derek Favors, the only guy on this injury report for the Pelicans for the first time in a while questionable with a personal reason he was originally probable then he went to questionable so we'll see if he actually plays he's all the way down to 4800 now if you project this guy it's a personal issue it's not an injury if you project him to play and start i think you see 26 to 28 minutes as like a low number maybe there's conditioning issues so you remain him at 26 but even in this matchup against brooke lopez that price point of 4800 is just too cheap for a power center, a forward eligible player. Uh, OKC, just Terrence Ferguson is going to be missing today. Um, it's just backup run there for guys like uh, Nadar and Burton. I don't really want to get to any of them. Sacramento, Marvin Bagley is listed as probable. He's supposed to return today. We'll see if there's any limit on him. If there's not a limit on Marvin Bagley at 6,100, a minutes limit, that is a smash price point uh, to get to Marvin Bagley. Bogdan Bogdanovich is going to be probable today as well. With a knee injury, he's been playing big minutes uh, as of the last couple of games, 29 and 32. It just seems like this injury is impacting him a bit. Fred Van Vliet missed the last game, 6,800 today, questionable with the knee injury. If he missed, Norman Powell sees more run. OG Ananobi would see closer runs to the 40-minute mark instead of the 30-minute mark. And then for Utah, Mike Conley is going to miss again. You'll just have more point guard usage, 3% assist rate bump for Joe Ingles. When there's no Mike Conley, he just gets more point guard usage, as well as Donovan Mitchell will see slightly more point guard usage, and then there'll just be a mixture of the Dante Exums um, and the Emmanuel Moutiers off the bench, so really not not much there is actually that impactful. Donovan Mitchell's just numbers in general don't change all that much with Mike Conley off the court, believe it or not. If anything, his assist rate actually goes down. Makes sense. Mike Conley uh, hasn't been great this year, but more stable of a shooter than the other guys who are going to be out there. And you see Joe Ingles' assist number is bumping up, meaning that Ingles is taking over more point guard responsibilities when he's on the court uh, than Donovan Mitchell. So Mitchell's numbers aren't really changing much, but there's still going to be interest in Mitchell because, well, he's playing decent to big minutes and he's too cheap at 7,400 in another positive matchup. So target offense sheet, I'll skim over it. There's still no game uh, totals for a couple of these games. 
I'll delete those now. If you're interested in my NBA projections, you can get those over on Patreon. That's my exclusive content. I will link that up above right now, a little card. You can click on that. It does help me out. Uh, if you do want to support me in the work that I put in over on Patreon, it, I, I keep saying it helps keeps the lights on. It's just my exclusive content. There's 340 of you over there right now. Some of you are probably watching this right now. Just want to let you know that you all friggin' rock. If you want to join the Patreon community, you can check it out again. I will link it up right now above. These are my early interests for today. Again, it is early. It is like 6 a.m. right now. Uh, as the day goes on, I will update my interest, my full interest. You're never going to have just 23 interested players. And they slate that as 11 games. You should probably have a player pool of around like 50, maybe more, maybe less, depending on what, at, what, what um, value opens up uh, and how tight your player pool is going to be. But double what this is at least, right? The 23 right here. So just early in the day, don't have my projections officially done yet. Just kind of baselines in there. Have the projections out later today with my interest over on Patreon. You can check that out uh, linked above and down below. So Early in just the top end, guys. Look, you have $13,000 pretty much James Harden. Tough to really want to get there. Giannis at 11000 as a 13-point favorite is sketchy. He might play 25 minutes today, not touch the court in the fourth quarter, as you've seen him do pretty much 90% of the games over the last month since they've been on this 15-game win streak. So it's a concern, um, without a doubt, for Giannis against New Orleans, where there's really nobody who can guard him. Like, this is a smash spot if he plays 30-plus. Even if he plays 28, he could drop 55, 60 points, and at 11,000, that's fine. So I think the price point is cheap enough to where you can take on that risk. Just be willing and understanding to know that there's a real chance he plays 25, 26 minutes, does completely well. He can average close to two fantasy points per minute. And at $11,000, he ends up with 55 for you, right? It's okay if you're playing like cash, but if you're looking for a tournament ceiling in the 65-70 point range out of him, you're probably going to need him to play 32 plus minutes. And he's just not going to do that a ton of the time when they're 13 point favorites. So that's the concern. I like both the Lakers. LeBron James is literally averaging, averaging career highs in usage rate and assist percentage. How can the man be averaging career highs in assist percentage? and usage rate with Anthony Davis on his team. Now, maybe the assist percentage part makes sense, right? A better player in AD, a better finisher, especially close to the rim. Um, but the, the usage is just insane for this guy. He's having a career year, it almost seems, at this point in his career. Nuts. LeBron is quietly um, just putting up insane numbers. I think a lot of people are just not realizing it. Point guard, small forward eligible. 35 minutes per game, about 34.4% usage rate according to um, basketball reference. But if you look at um, cleaning the glass, takes out garbage time, some other things, he's somewhere around 37%. Just nuts. 10,600, he's fine today against Orlando. I like Anthony Davis more so, though. He'll go up against Kem Birch today and Jonathan Isaac. There's no Vooch still. 10,400 for AD coming off of 60 and 70 point, 60 and 70 point performances, 30 plus percent usage rate, 34.5 minutes per game right now. Yeah, AD is, is just a guy that you want. He's right around where his shot chart is on the season. He's right around where he's been for his entire career, which is encouraging, right? He's not changing his style for this offense. He's playing in the exact same offense, except now he has a guy in LeBron who is just makes all of his players better around him as you can see with his assist percentage this year ad at 10-4 is probably my um, my primary payup option on this slate right now uh, i just love the matchup against orlando and, and literally ken birch and Obama today you get another matchup between Charlotte and Brooklyn today. I, I love when these teams play each other. Devontae Graham at 8,300 is starting to play huge minutes. Um, I like Devontae Graham. I like Terry Rozier even at 7,100. These guys are playing 35 minutes a game. Rozier has been playing a solid 36 to 38. Graham's been playing at, at least 34 to like the 36, 38 minute range. So that's why the price point's coming up. 
it's not just because, oh, he's shooting 10 threes and making 10 threes a game. Yes, that's part of it, and that would not be a good reason to pay up for him. But when you're telling me he's going to play 35 to 36 minutes with his assist percentage being where it is in the mid-30s with his usage rate and his point-per-minute production being up there in a good matchup against this injured, still no Kyrie or Levert um, backcourt, of Brooklyn, then yeah, uh, Devonta Graham at 8,300 is in play. Spencer Dinwiddie with no Kyrie Irving or Levert on the court is still in the 30% usage rate, is in the 1.28 fantasy points per minute so far this season in a pretty big sample of over 400 minutes now. It's just really good to see. 35% assist percentage. He's doing everything for his team, and he's still shooting guard eligible, and he's only at a price point in the 8K range. Again, again, I do indeed like that. For Dimwitty, $8,000 Pascal Siakam, going to play 38 to 40 minutes in this game, probably no matter what. Gets the Clippers, which is a tougher matchup when he'll see some, not a ton, but probably some of Kawhi, some of Paul George in this game at $8,000, just the minutes that he's going to be playing, is too good to pass up, 28.2% usage on the year. Zach Levine, 7,900. A lot of the guys in these Bulls, this Bulls team, Laurie Markkinen, Zach Levine, their minutes are also coming up. He's no longer playing 30 to maybe you get 32. He's now playing 34 to maybe you get 36 to 38 out of him. So at 7,900, I'm fine going there in a matchup against Atlanta where there potentially is no today also Kobe White which would also probably not directly impact Zach Levine as much as uh, Chris Dunn and, and Sadoransky but there's just less guard in the rotation 20 to 24 minutes to go around he probably sees what two three maybe more minutes of a bump there maybe he gets the stable 35 36 in this one if there is no white regardless the matchup is too good to pass up the ends are also 34 minutes last time out five more than he's played since returning from injury Against New York, closing out the slate, the late game, shooting guard eligible. This is the spot that you want to go to D'Angelo Russell. Nice matchup against whoever it might be. Elf Payton, R.J. Barrett, whose minutes are starting to get a little bit foggy now as well, since all these guards are back in there. I like Russell. I think I like uh, Levine a little bit more in GBPs, depending on ownership. Russell's fine. Brandon Ingram's price point comes up $300 against Milwaukee today. Huge underdogs. He's probably going to play power forward today, as long as Williams doesn't start like last game, which probably will be indicated by if um, Derek Favor starts or not. But at 7,800, he's completely fine, especially if you can start him at small forward in your lineups, and he starts at power forward. Rudy Gobert at 7,700 against Towns. They've played each other a handful of times this year. Uh, one game, Towns got in foul trouble, and Gobert forced that out of him, so he got the better of Towns in that game. But in terms of fantasy production, yeah, Rudy Gobert has been averaging around 42 uh, fantasy points per game in this season when he faces Towns, and it's a small sample of like three games, but $7,700 is fine. I'm okay going there. He's not a primary interest for me on this slate. Secondary interest, but he's definitely in play. Donovan Mitchell, 7,400. Look, his assist percentage actually drops with no Mike Conley. Um, he's going to drive just as much. Like Not much changes with Mike Conley not on the court. Conley hasn't been this insane usage monster just doing everything for Utah this year. It's been the exact opposite of anything. He's holding them down a little bit and slowly getting better. So Mitchell, I don't like Mitchell because, oh, there's no Mike Conley. Got to go to Donovan Mitchell. He'll see some more point guard usage. It hasn't in the sample that we've had, which is a good, decent sized sample this year change things dramatically for Donovan Mitchell so far. I think over a bigger sample, we probably would see that happen. So that's another reason why that you keep going back to Mitchell. But he's also 7,400 for a guy who's going to play 35 minutes today against potentially uh, Jared Culver for most of that game. And even if it is Jeff Teague, he's banged up and he's not the greatest of defenders. So I think $7,400 Donovan Mitchell is still somebody that you get to. He'll probably end up coming in really highly owned. And I think, yeah, I'm fine getting there. If you have to pivot to the next guy, Kyle Lowry, a guy that we're going to get to in a little while, but he healed away from Mitchell if he's chalky, I think that's also okay. Like, he's not a lock just because Mike Conley is out. He's a good play and still not a lock just because of the price point in the matchup. 
in the minutes and usage that he gets just on the season. Kyle Lowry at 7,100. Price only comes up $300. Tough matchup today against the Clippers. Might see a lot of Pat Bev, who Pat Bev has been great so far this year, just defensively, as usually he is. But you're going to get 38 minutes out of Lowry like you played in the last game. If there's no Fred Van Vliet, probably a couple extra shot attempts. It might drop the Kyle Lowry assist rate a little bit. But Lowry also plays about 8 to 10 minutes a game without Pascal Siakam on the court. And when that happens, he averages right around 1.35 fantasy points per minute. That is elite numbers. Now, it's only 8 to 10 minutes a game, so it's not great, but it gives you that extra spike in overall usage and 50% assist percentage around that during that time. So it gives you that extra just bump up um, to kind of get you to those ceiling games. I like that. I already talked about Terry Rozier's minutes are up there against Brooklyn. It's tough to really want to, like, there's three guys at 7,100, Lowry, Rozier, and Heald. I think if any of them kind of break free a little bit, it'll be, they'll all probably be somewhat low owned, but if any of them break free, it might be Lowry. Uh, Rogier probably goes under owned. And when all these guys are at the same price point, usually you don't see a, a ton of them or, or at least two or three. Usually it's just one of the guys breaking free, if anything. So all these guys at 7,100, it's really hard to pick them apart for me. Right now, I probably prefer it in the order of Lowry, Heald, and Rogier, but I'm, I'm going to have similar rates in, in ownership and interest on Lowry and Heald. Heald at 7,100, even if Bagley comes back in a normal role today, it's still fine. Like, the guy's just playing such big minutes in the 35-36 range, and if you tell me that Buddy Heald's going to shoot on average or the lower end 22 times a game with no De'Aaron Fox, I'm going to continue to get back to it if he's only $7,100. He's pretty much doing what he's, like, doing on average. He's doing over the last two weeks, he's producing on average for like a, a $75, $7,700 player, still priced at $7,100, and it doesn't even seem like he's hit his mega ceiling in the 50s or 60s uh, yet this season, really. Joval at 7000 is fantastic. He was going to play 36 minutes. He played 10 minutes in the first quarter, 18 in the first half last game, and then he picked up five personal fouls and fouled out in his final five and a half minutes of play. He was on pace to play 36 minutes. Now, I'm not going to project him for that here, but against Phoenix, even if Aaron Baines does regain his spot in the starting rotation, Baines returned for 15 minutes off the bench last game. Kaminsky saw just 10 minutes. Joval going to project him for 32 minutes. He has the upside like in that last game was on pace to play 36. Foul trouble is always an issue, but a guy who has a damn near 15% usage rate as a center, fantastic. Rebounding rate, clearly one of the best in the league, close to 30%, 20 plus percent usage rate, 22% exactly. 7K Joval is one of my favorite plays on the day. Julius Randle, 6,500 against Golden State. Just stable minutes and stable usage, right? Leads the team in usage, leads the team in minutes per game. You like that in a good matchup against Golden State where potentially no Pascal. Either way, though, a fine matchup against the front court of Golden State. Jabari Parker, 6,100 against the Bulls here. It's just too cheap. Revenge narrative for Jabari Parker, potentially. Power forward who you can start as a small forward. He has not been playing his 34, 35 minutes a game, but that's because Vince Carter came back and this team actually has depth now. Get as much Jabari as you can uh, while it lasts because John Collins is, is soon to return from a suspension. Well, not soon, but relatively soon. <laughs> PJ Washington, 5,800. Another guy. So it, it's Devontae Graham's big minute stabilizing, Terry Rozier, and then also on the Charlotte team, PJ Washington has a beneficial matchup today against Brooklyn. Can you get the 32 plus as he's been seeing 33 or 34 consistently as of late? Even if he gave me just 30 minutes at 5,800, I am intrigued at this price point. He's averaging 28.8 on the season. There was a spam when they said, hey, we're going to keep him around 28. Now, recently, they're kind of giving him the leash, uh, extending it a little bit into the 30s. Gordon Hayward at 5,700. Yeah, he's not 3K anymore, but he's still in a good matchup. This is a guy this year who has um, an insane usage rate, close to 23.2% well, exactly. He's still playing over 30 minutes per game. 
he came out of the last game after playing 26 minutes. He was on pace in that game to play 30 plus. He didn't step on the court in the fourth quarter. He played 14 minutes in the first half. He played the full third quarter, 12 minutes. So there's your 26. And then the blowout ensues. So no time in the fourth quarter for him. So they said that he wasn't going to be on a minutes limit. He was well on his way to playing 34 or 35 minutes as he usually does over a point per minute producer this year. 5,700 is $2,000 too cheap for today. He's still wildly underpriced. He is still a fantastic play and one of the best values on the slate for the second straight game. Even though he's not 3000 5700 is still very appealing. Lonzo Ball, 5100 same price point as the last time out, just point guard eligible. He came off the bench in the last game. If that happens again, I don't really have much interest. Uh, it's harder to get him in your lineup since he doesn't have the shooting guard eligibility. If he starts, I'm okay getting there. The guy has elite rebounding numbers for a guard. He has a triple-double upside, very Rondo-esque, right? Over a 20% usage rate. But if he comes off the bench, there's just better options. Chris Dunn, if there is no Kobe White, has another huge bump. He'll probably play 32-plus minutes. But either way, at 4,800, point guard slash small forward. You, get, you put him in your small forward spot, you have another guard in your lineup. 4,800, not a huge upside guy, but he has a steals in box to get you to a peak 40-point performance potentially. And if he's going to play 32 minutes today as he's been playing bigger minutes as of late against this Atlanta team, I do like it. Keep an eye on Derek Favors at 4,800, just way too cheap, even in a difficult matchup against Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Way too cheap if he starts. Key, again, important. This is not an injury for Derek Favors. It is a personal matter. So if he does return, it's if anything, it's conditioning that would keep his minutes down but it's not an injury. So I have no reason to believe he doesn't play a minimum of 26 and have the full leash of 30 minutes in this one. At 4,800, it just becomes probably the best value play in the slate. And Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice was on pace to play 28 minutes in the last game, only ends up playing 21. He was playing seven minute stints and then the blowout ensued. So he didn't play in the fourth quarter. He is the guy that you want between him and Cantor. Cantor played the blowout run and ended up getting to less minutes than Tice either way. So 21 minutes out of Daniel Tice last game does not seem encouraging, but encouraging. But when you look into it, it was going to play 28. Uh, it's not a spot that I love to get to, but there's not a lot of value on the slate right now. So that stands out. That's where I'm at right now. So uh, a little bit of an abbreviated video. Again, if you want the game-by-game notes, I will post a link down below to where you can opt in to get them sent to you, automatically emailed to you. Um, we'll have those set up by the time this video airs. So check me out on Awesomeo. If it's not live, then you can check it out on the replay at 9.30 a.m. East Coast time today. We're going to be breaking down into 11-game slate. Myself and Josh Engelman. You can follow him on Twitter too, Josh Engelman. So follow me on Twitter at DFS. My exclusive content linked up down below on Patreon. We'll have my NBA projections out later today, as well as a ton of NFL stuff going out throughout the week for the NFL Week 15. Thank you so much. Comment down below. Who do you think is the best 6K player of the day? Must be a subscriber. Leave your Twitter, your PayPal, a way for me to contact you, Venmo, whatever it might be. And maybe potentially you'll be luck- the lucky winner announced on Friday's NFL Final Thoughts video. You all rock. Thank you. Have a beautiful rest of your Wednesday. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.